it'll it'll be good. So um, awesome, man. Cool. Uh, Alrighty, we're recording. Alrighty, guys, it is Stu. It is What the Fuck Gym Talk, and I have Paul Klein. Paul has been on the podcast before in some content. I, we did a thing, fuck, was it almost three years ago now? We all got together to jam on the process of buying your own building? Yep, yeah, it would have been about three years ago. Yeah, awesome. And so anyway, uh, me and Paul, we, uh, we ran into each other at the airport. We were both doing some traveling. He had a, a, an athlete competing down a lot of Palooza, and I was flying out for some fucking thing I don't remember. And we just kind of reconnected, and he was working on a new project. He's recently, since the last time we talked, you've had a lot go on. You've sold your business. You've sold your building. Like you've had a lot of, tra- of stuff going on. I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about your new product you have out right now that's essentially helping gym owners communicate in what I'd consider a 2019 world um, more efficiently than how we've been probably communicating with our clients and prospects previously, especially with the rise of, you know, SMS and text messaging services. I, I think what you guys have out here is, is pretty neat. So anyway, Paul, do me a favor, give everyone kind of a, a recap, your background as a gym owner and, and kind of how you kind of came into what we're going to talk about today, which is, which is essentially FEX push. All right. Yeah. I don't know how far back you want to go, but basically we built, uh, we started CrossFit 77 in my garage in 2012, uh, kind of the old school Greg Glassman style of train your neighbors and friends and either get kicked out by the housing association or, you know, get them involved. And we were uh, kicked out by the housing association. And so we pretty quickly moved into a, a real small location inside a, a, a sporting complex. And we operated out of there for three years and kind of grew each year, took on a different, different spot inside, inside that, uh, that sporting complex. Uh, in 2014, we purchased our own building, uh, moved into there, uh, and just, we grew year after year. Um, 2017, my business partner Crowder, uh, he, he always wanted to be in the Marine Corps. That was kind of how we met. Was he was he was getting ready to join the Marines, and some stuff fell through, and he didn't get in. Uh, so in 2017, he was getting ready to age out. So he asked, he kind of reapplied to to join again, and actually got in. Uh, so he left. So I was kind of left without a partner, and we were kind of in transition. It was just one of those points. Is like. Yeah, that was crazy because I remember he, he went out to, he did a seal, was it a seal fit thing he did? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And actually that's what you could see it. Like, I mean, you, you know him pretty well. Yeah. So he's, he's military. Very much. Yeah. Great Without dude. Without in the military, you think he was in the military. Yeah. Yeah. Crew cut, just very, I mean, very organized, very punctual, just, um, yeah. yeah he, he definitely has military uh, culture and acumen about him. Right. Yeah. So he, he wanted that seal fit thing was really what I think what pushed him over the edge where just the training for that was gave him. It the takes a special kind of fucking human to be down, like to go to something like a, cause they keep them awake for however long and they do the entire, like, and someone that come out of that and be like, thank you, sir. May I have another, like that is a unique human being. Yep. And that's, that's him a hundred percent. Like I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago and he was, I was like, how are things going? He's like, oh, it's so great. He's like, we were in the desert. It was so hot. It was <laughs> shitty. We were, you know, 
or, or like they were in the, like when he was in OCS and they were uh, in, in January in Virginia and he's like, it was so cold. He's like, my water bottle froze and I had to cuddle with it. It was fucking out. awesome. I had mosquitoes in my asshole. It was yeah. just the best, Paul. Yeah. You got to be here. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's cut for it. So he left, uh, it kind of left us in a, in a spot. We, we, we met with some people and we restructured the business to, to, uh, so it would make the most sense as a partnership to have one half of the partnership away. Um, it really wasn't working that well for me uh, or for the business, I didn't think. So uh, I kind of opened up my, and just started thinking about, is it best to sell? Would it be, would it be a good opportunity to sell the business? And um, Cause you guys were, and we talked about this on that podcast. I, most partnerships in the micro gym scene don't end well. It is a fucking horror story. You guys had one of the best dynamic duos, Batman, Robin partnership kind of scenarios. Like I, it, from the, at least from an outward perspective, I always would use you as an example when I would talk to people, like, should I get a partner? And I heard it doesn't work. I'm like, well, you know, pump the brakes. I think it's when you really get the right yin to the yang combination. And I always saw you guys made a fantastic partnership. Yeah, we were, I, I was telling somebody the other day, Crowd, Crowder and I are together like Compton and Long Beach. You just, you knew you were in trouble. <laughs> Like we, we worked so well together and, and it really was, he was the, he was the idea guy, the kind of the dreamer and the, the risk taker. And I was much more, uh, kind of the, the nuts and bolts of, Hey, will this work? Won't it work? And, you know, trying to pull things back to reality. So I kind of pulled him back from the dreams and he kind of pushed me out of, out of the reality and, and got me taking some risks and together we balanced each other out really well. Um, and, and really a good partnership, the, the way we made it work is we, we spelled everything out. I think we talked about this before that it, if you're going to get into a partnership, you just spell things out ahead of time. And that's what we did is we, you we have my it. favorite line. You said it on that podcast. I've used it probably a hundred times since when you create your SOA, for those of you guys who don't know what SOA is, it's a standard operating agreement. When you create that with your partner, if you ever have to go back to your SOA throughout the partnership, it's probably already in deep shit. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so he, he, um, he was out in the Marines and, and I started batting the idea around about selling the place. Cause it just wasn't, it, it just wasn't working the way I wanted it to. Um, and the opportunity came up, I found a buyer and, um, we, we sold and closed, uh, basically January 1st, last year of 2018. That's awesome. So you were able to sell the business, the building. I mean, you were able to package it all up to, to a buyer and it, I mean, that that's a unique sales proposition too. just the idea. And again, you know, we won't get it too much into the building stuff. Paul is a great resource for any of you guys, again, who are thinking of purchasing their own building. You know, I did an entire podcast with these guys on this, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason. The only reason to start a business or to buy commercial real estate is to either sell the business. And if you could do it with your commercial real estate, great. And that's just a unique, I mean, just in a unique situation to have someone come along that is able to do both. I mean, that just, I, I, that's a dream scenario. Yeah. I think in, the, in, in a perfect, I've just listened to your last podcast where you talked about, you know, guys that, you know, selling your gym, if, it, if it's a cash flow, if it's drawing cash flow, why would you ever sell it? And I, sure. I, I couldn't agree with that more. Like from a long-term perspective for us, it didn't make sense to sell it. Sure. It, it was a, a, it was a decision we kind of had to make that it's just, it was what's best. Cause I, I, like I said, I really respect Crowder and, and I didn't want anything to happen where I started to resent him for the work I was putting into the 100%, business. Yeah. 
cutting him a distribution check and yep. it just it from a from a financial decision it long term it didn't make the most sense but sure. for for the you got two people involved and you both have families and you both have things going on. Yeah, there's there's some more human elements than we can pump down on an Excel sheet that would, you know, make this scenario make sense. But from a from a, the current situation is where yeah. we, we make it work. And I actually tried to keep the, the building. If if I could have done it, I would have kept the building. But anybody that's smart is gonna know you, you want the building for sure the the actual long term wealth creation. Yep. And and they they knew right away. We we sat down from the first day. We sat down with the the, the group that bought it. I was like, well, look, we'll just sell the business. We'll keep the building. And they were like, no, we're buying the building. I was yeah. like, rats. Yeah, right. it's, <laughs> it's still it's you know it's a good position. And again, it catapults you into that next stage. So let's talk about that. So all this happens January one. You are now no fit, no longer an official micro gym owner. You are you're not doing your your day to day, which you're typically doing. And previously, you and Crowder had ventured into tech. And I remember this was like probably what, 2015 or 16? Yeah, it would have been about, um, it was just after. So it would have been about 2016, I think. And that was the, the first run of it was Fext, F-E-X-T. It had this really nifty brand. The logo looked really good, kind of like a fox. Am I correct? Like kind of yep. thing? Yeah. Exactly. And yep. essentially explain the, the basic premise of Fext. So, so one of the things we're always looking for ways to operate more efficiently and, and kind of fix problems that we were having. And one of the biggest problems we always had was getting people to adhere to nutrition and log their food. And the, as simple as it is to log food, that was the biggest excuse we always heard from people was, oh, well, I do it, but it just takes so much time. And my fitness pal is confusing or there was always an excuse. So uh, I can go back like to the, the actual idea came to me when uh, I don't know if you remember when the rock, the, the Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson, they were, they were doing a whole thing on his nutrition and about how he eats like eight pounds of cod a day and 42 sweet potatoes. It was, this is this whole massive thing. And I read a, uh, I read an article and they used, um, it was called the uh, uh, Wolfram alpha, which is a, it's a website that um, if you've ever used it, it's great. It's a computational search engine. So basically like you could put anything into it and it gives you numbers back. So like you could say uh, eight pounds of cod plus, 42 sweet potatoes and it'll give you all the data back of the macros broken down everything. It's, it's the coolest thing. So anyhow, this article I was reading used that to break down the rocks webs or the, the rocks nutrition. And I got to talking with one of our members who is a tech guy and I was like, couldn't we build something like that that just uses the Wolfram database to pull nutrition information? Then you just text it or, or communicate with it. And he's, and he actually had something built already for texting that he used for his church that would just send out um, uh, like, like uh, Bible passages every morning automatically. And um, so anyhow, we got rolling with that and we, you know, it, it slowly grew and it got to where it was like, for us, it was really simple to use because we eat just plain whole food and sure. it, was, it was really very clear cut, but um, it got to where it was a little, a little uh, buggy when you started putting in, you know, Skittles or, uh, processed foods yeah. it had a hard time with. so essentially um, for everyone listening you essentially you would go ahead and instead of logging in a my fitness pal kind of scenario you would just text exactly yeah or sorry fact that you would text facts yep. and you would say uh one chicken breast and uh you know a cup of broccoli and it would just yeah. punch out 
these very, I mean, it, pretty specific, but still somewhat generalized, but a close enough macro number to get you your key macronutrients on that. And where maybe it lacked in exact preciseness because it wasn't like, because people weren't, were people putting in their 3.2 ounces or were they just going like, eh, one chicken breast? Well, you'd get, you'd get a little everything. And that, that's the frustrating thing with nutrition is some people want to be, they, they feel like they have to be a, a absolutely precise and they put in the 3.28 grams of chicken breast and then other people would just say, one chicken breast. Yeah. Some people want to just take a photo of the food and just have it compute the macros. Other people are going to give you to the finite milla ounce. Yep. And, and that's the, and when nutrition tracking is by, by law, the food labels are allowed to be, I think it's like 25% is the, the margin of error they're allowed. So it's this ma massive range of, from, you might have 14 grams of protein, or it could be 18 grams of protein, or it could be 10 grams of protein. Sure. And anything in between. And at the end of the day, it really doesn't, that, and that's the hardest thing I always had dealing with people with, with the FEX nutrition side was, look, you put, in, you put in four cups of broccoli, it told you it was, it was 18 grams of, of protein, right? It may have been 20, or it may have been 16, but that's not what's going to make or break your nutrition. Correct, yeah. And getting that through to people, but people, it's, it's, it's tough really. Um, so yeah, we built that out of, it grew over time and, and we, we changed databases. We got away from Wolfram Alpha and, and we made it work pretty well. But again, it, it's, uh, nutrition is one of those things that, like I said, one, people get really, really either super anal about the way they track and one want really precise numbers or they just don't care. Or there, a lot of people are married to the, the service that they use currently, so it's hard to get people to switch. If you're already embedded with MyFitnessPal, getting somebody to start using another service is, is a big challenge. Sure. Um, so we worked on that, and we still have it. It's still up and running. Uh, we, we, uh, you, can, you can get a membership. It's still there at, at, at fex.co, C-O. Um, once we sold the gym, uh, I started going around and I just met with a couple other gym owners and stuff just to talk. Cause again, it, it got to what problems are out there, what needs to be solved, what can we work on next? And I sat down with uh, Steve Pinkerton out at, at CrossFit Vitality and we were just having a conversation about communication. And, and his thing was, I can't get people to read emails. He's like, if I could just find a way just to communicate with people easily that I guarantee they're going to see it without having to send emails and, and have it get lost and, and tell people, look, you know, this is the schedule this weekend. And then nobody shows up or people show up and they're like, Hey, what the heck? And you're like, well, did you read the email? No, I didn't read the email. And this was a problem we had at 77 all the time. Like we would host a, you know, we'd have some kind of a seminar on a Saturday and the group class would be canceled because we were hosting the seminar and you'd get 15 people show up for the group class and 10 people show up for the seminar. I said, like, wait, didn't you guys get the email? And they're like, well, no, I didn't see the email. Yeah, and this spam is folders or just, you know, we're all, and we were, you know, we talked about this when you came down recently, you know, look at anybody's phone. Anybody's phone is, you look at the email icon, whether you have Gmail or whatever the hell it is, and it's going to show hundreds, if not thousands of unread emails. And then you look at your text message, it's literally going to show what's come up in the past couple minutes while you were like, everybody reads every, there's no such thing as an unread text message. Every text message will be read. Not every text message will be responded to, but it is, in my opinion, and it has a 100% open rate. 
on a text it, message, just yeah, not say, a 100% response rate. They say it's 98% read rate is what, is what they say. And I and just, a part of me just doesn't even believe that. I like, I just don't picture anybody a lot. Maybe it's just the OCD in me. I don't like allowing an unread text message to sit there on my phone. Right. Okay. Right. So you guys, so you hear this problem and you realize, okay, streamlining communication and not even streamlining, but well, yes, yeah, streamlining and, and changing the, uh, the communication vehicle to text is obviously a thing. And we've talked about this companies like text, Ma text magic have been out Scipio, um, you know, text SMS blasting and all that is, is becoming more and more popular as people realize that email works. However, at a, you know, at a single digit open rate for cold traffic and even like warm, good traffic, like your current clients who love you, trust you and pay you at our gym at the best, we'll get a 40% open rate. Maybe if I put as the subject line, new membership pricing effective immediately, that would get a 70% open rate. Maybe, maybe. But even our current customers are only opening, or only 40% of them are opening the emails. So going to something like text, if you believe this thesis that we were just talking on, that text is going to have a higher open rate or almost 100% open rate. How did you, so you guys started using your FEXT technology for this. Yeah, so we already had the platform, right? With the text, yeah. the text messaging service for the nutrition side. And we sat down, we kind of talked about it and we're like, let's build. So it's easy. It was easy to build in uh, the, just being able to send a text for whatever. So then we also built in, uh, you can send, it automatically sends your work out of the day or you can, you know, for any business really, like, like I said, with the churches, you can send a Bible passage automatically it goes out every day. Um, even that with, and that was kind of the argument we were having. I, I shouldn't say argument, but that was the the debate I had with with the the gyms that use Wattify because what the Wattify app is super simple for getting the workout. And but even even with having to get out of bed in the morning, grab your phone, open it, and click the Wattify app, wait for it to load to see what the workout is, versus grab your phone in the morning, text messages there, click on it, there's your workout. You don't, you don't, and, and we put a link in. So if you click the link, you get to see. Yeah. The, the input's the different. The information in your version goes to the customer versus on the Wattify app, the customer has to go hunting for the information. Exactly. Yep. So we're seeing like with most gyms, we're seeing about a 70% click through rate just on the workout of the day. So people are getting, some of those of you guys who don't know what a CTR is, a click-through rate is, so they're getting the, the message and actually physically, they get the workout, but they're gonna take it one step further, click the link, which will take them to, in that case, the website or wherever the blog post is for the workout of the day or wherever that's actually featured. Right. Got it. Um, so we built that out, that work, that side is pretty seamless. And then we also built in the, the ability to text you know, random news, we call it a broadcast. So it's a, um, any kind of news feed, um, gym information, schedule information, any, any kind of anything you want to put out to your members. And, and at 77, we had, uh, the new owners tested it last year with, um, uh, a nutrition challenge. And normally when Crowder and I ran the gym, we would do, we would do nutrition challenges and nutrition seminars and stuff. And we would get, when we do like an actual buy-in nutrition challenge, out of our 250 members, we would maybe get 30 to 40 people would, would join in with the old style. We would send an email out, talk to the classes and in, in person and try to promote in-house. Um, Bryce used it with just every, every week for about one, one day, one day a week for 
probably about three weeks, he sent one text per week, just promoting it. And he had over 75 people sign up for the nutrition challenge. Yeah. And now, um, just now they started, a, they're doing a 12 week gymnastics seminar. Uh, just one, it's two nights a week. And normally we've done that before and we would get, we would start with about 10 people in the class, in the, in the seminar. And that would fade out to about three or four by the end of it. Uh, they just started last Monday was the first class. And, and again, he was sending one, one text per week, just as a promotion to say, hey, don't forget, get signed up gymnastics class with coach Dana is starting on Monday at 6 PM. Simple, right? Nothing, nothing else to it. And they had the, the first night there were 31 people signed up. And let's talk about just going into the psychology of that if you were to email somebody once a week, every week for email, I believe at this level in 2019, that would be considered excessive, pesky, uh, aggressive, high volume to email someone every single week in a B to C world, business to client, right? Like in, in B to B, whatever, you know, if you're dealing with a vendor or something like that, it's probably there, but text messages, that's all it is. It's in and out, in and out, in and out. Like that's the worst thing people hate is when they're on a group text message thread that they're not really, they're more passive in and their phone is just dinging all fucking day with the six other people talking. Text message, the way we utilize it is high volume, meaning one time a week is even probably low volume for a text message. You could have a gym that probably maybe sends text messages out at a higher volume than once a week. Maybe on a Monday, it's an update on the events that are going down our gymnastics clinic. On a Wednesday, it's, hey, by the way, we have these new flavors at Kill Cliff and three new shirt styles in. Check them out at the pro shop. And on a Friday, it's going to be, hey, remember, Saturday is a bring a friend day. Anyone you bring it gets the bypass the drop-in fee. Just let us know who it is, blah, blah, blah. Like you can text message market and communicate with people at a much higher level. And it is not obnoxious much like it would be. I think with email, if you get, if you got three emails in a week from a business you do business with, that is not, and it doesn't, it's more advertisement than it is. Hey, there's something wrong. We need to talk to you about this. That I think especially with email is going to get a little spammy. Yep. Yeah. And it can be, you, I, I feel like with emails, you're, you're not inclined to be very concise, if that makes sense. Like when you, if you're going to take the time to type up an email and MailChimp or something like that, you got to put it in the template and it's a whole, like you're trying to make it. Yeah. It's not, a, it's not slam bam thing. It's not in and out. It's not like people communicate. It is dear community. We are super excited to announce our 12 week gymnastics clinic versus, Hey John, I know your muscle ups. You've been really wanting to work on them. Dude, you're going to love this gymnastics clinic. Get signed up. That sounds a lot more like how an actual human would also communicate. My biggest thing when I read a gym owner's newsletters and email campaigns, I'm like, you are literally writing this as if you're a fucking robot. <laughs> you literally are versus a text message. Like me and I, like when I'm, when we do text message communication, we'll maybe use all lowercase. We'll use emojis. Maybe if there's a grammatical error, so in there, we don't really care too much because the more layman we can make it, the more human it feels and the more human it feels, the higher likelihood people have to engage back with it. So talk to me about where, where you guys are now. So you guys are, so for an example, utility of this would, like you said, be the workout of the day, um, these broadcasts, which essentially sound like a, a blast, right? Sending out to all the members of informing them of a promotion or an event or an update or a schedule change as far as it goes. Have you guys taken it as far as to, hey, 
here is, you know, we ran a Facebook ad last month. We acquired 25 leads. Here is their contact information. Have you guys gone into prospecting with it in communications? No, not yet. Right now, all, all I've done is I'm just, I've gone around to the gym owners that I know yeah. and given them a, and we'll give anybody gets a, anybody wants to try it. We'll do a free one month trial. Yeah. Uh, just try it for months. But essentially it sounds like, I mean, it really, you could a hundred percent use it for prospecting. It just, it doesn't really change anything. Right. I mean, like you're essentially where you guys are, are you guys organically putting in the CSV file, like the database of the contact yeah, and the logs? Yeah, so right now, well, yeah, what you do is you just take, take a, uh, uh, an upload from whatever member software you're using, member management yep. software, and put that in. And yeah. That, that's how we sort. We're building out right now. And so as far as I misunderstood your question, as far as being able to use it to market to Facebook and things like that, we're building in and that should be done. Uh, let's let me just look at our list that should be done here. It's like third on our, on our build list right now yeah. is to be able to sort uh, contacts into lists. Sure. So you, you can have a current member list, a PT client list, yep. a programming list, and then, a prospect list yeah. or you know, somehow have your, have your funnel in there, however you want to organize it. And then you can market straight to them. Sure. hundred percent. Yeah. So that way you could have your prospect list and you could be just setting them up and, you know, and then, you know, you'll get into things like scheduling posts and then drip campaigns. And like, do you guys see this as being utilized? Like if you were to think of Fext push, which is the, this version, this iteration of the technology you guys were using with Fext, do you guys see this as something that gets used more in prospecting and internal communication with members? Or do you see it as just like, you know, your version of uh, the broadcast and just internal in-house communication? Where, where's your vision for this? My, so my vision, my personal opinion is that it's more effective at building and maintaining relationships sure. with, with your current clients. Um, I, you know, like I've, I've having researched this, I've signed up with and, and, uh, talk to a bunch of the other kind of yeah. tech that do the same thing. And it does, it gets obnoxious. Like they'll just text me all the time. Yeah. And it, it's like, dude, I don't even know you. Like, don't, don't keep texting me, you know, Hey, what are we doing? When are you going to sign up for this? What it's yeah. like, that's too much. I personally from, and this is where, this is where like having a partner like Crowder, he, we could bounce off each other. Cause I'm way more conservative with stuff like this, where I, I always, I, I find it much more effective to get a text from somebody that I'm already doing business with and it keeps me in the know of what's going on. So, um, you know, like, a, you know, Hey, this weekend is friends and family bring, bring somebody, you know, sure. and it starts at nine 30. That's yep. perfect versus, versus getting something all the time from somebody. Yeah. And I think that's like when you get into using a texting service as a, in drip campaigns, which, you know, we do, I think the key is, is again, it's in the copywriting when you write it. And again, you like for anyone listening, if you are writing copy for a drip campaign, whether it be email or text, and you want to know if it sounds authentic, show it to maybe five to 10 of your close members that you really trust their opinion. You realize they get it. And be like, if you read this sequence of text message, I would send. So what Paul's talking about is if he, if he went to sign up for a trial for Scipio, you know, which would be a competitor in this space. And he wanted to just kind of see whatever they're going to get. I remember when we did it, Scipio will fucking hit you with a drip message once a week, every week until you die buy, or they tell you to fuck off. That's the three things, right? You continue to follow up until they die buy, or they tell you to fuck off. And he, but again, I, when you look at it, I don't even read it. Cause I'm like, Oh, robot. 
oat drip campaign. However, that's where I believe the individual thing works. Like I get so angry, Paul, when, when a, uh, a telemarketer calls me and they're like, hey, hey, this is so-and-so. Is the owner available? I'm like, um, no, my name is Stuart Brower. Who are you looking for? Oh, I'm looking for the owner. Can I speak with him? I'm like, no, my name is Stuart Brower. How can I help you? I give him like two chances. If that piece of shit would have just spent three minutes on my website, he would have gone on the Urban Movement website, seen that my name's Stuart Brower. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. I am the owner. And if he would have let in on that phone call with, hey, is Stuart around? I want to talk Baker Mayfield. What do you think? We go into the Super Bowl or what? That dude would have got me, kept me on the phone and I would have talked shop with him because he related it to me. Just like when you're talking about you getting those text messages from whatever these other services that you signed up for that are super drip, super ro robot, you don't give a shit. However... If they went ahead and they hit you up and they were like, hey, Paul, and they, they associated with something that you're into. Did you see the, the, the NASCAR rate? Did you see the, whatever it may be? And it's just something you're like, oh, shit. And it's not hard. Social media makes it that our, our absolute every almost frequent activities are out there in person. Like literally, I, we, we had a prospect and I saw that she was recently at one of the new breweries that opened up in town. And so one of the messages we sent was, hey, uh, hope you had a great weekend. Um, did you get a chance to check out one of the, uh, we heard a new brewery opened up, even though I knew the fucking she had gone there because we'd seen it on Facebook, which allows you to Facebook stalk someone and make it super relative. We, we're actually doing a brewery fitness thing. We'd love for you to join. Oh my God, yeah, actually I did. It was so much fun. Are you guys going to be doing something similar to that? Like the conversation completely changed because I took 38 seconds to personalize it to that individual. What recommendations would you give to someone when they're looking and let's just keep it in-house. You're talking with the members, mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking about facts push as keeping interpersonal relationships. Do you think this is something that should be highly automated? Do you believe this is something that like an individual human inside your business, your micro gym should be sending out one by one and tailor, tailor customizing these text messages? What are your thoughts on that? No, I think it just needs to be, it's not, so don't think of it as a, for us, I don't think of it as a direct one, you know, person to person communication. It's a, a you, there's the ability in there, but I see it more as you send a text to a hundred people. And then if one person replies to, so what happens in our system, one person replies, you'll get an email to the, in your dashboard of, Hey, this person replied with this then you can take it to a personal conversation. Sure, 100%. Right. So I, I don't see it as... Um, it, it's I not like Messenger it. on your Mac, just a big version of iMessenger on your Mac and on your laptop on your Mac and just having random one-off text messages. But it, it essentially could at some point. You could, yeah, you could do that. You could just pick to send to one person. But the, the whole point is, for us, is efficiency. Because there, there's nothing stopping somebody now from every every gym owner has everybody's phone number, right? So you could just text from your phone and just text one person individually as you need Sure. To. So the, the, the whole point to it is that efficiency and the convenience of being able to get the message out that you want to get out in a concise manner to as many people as you need to. Yeah. Uh, and then if somebody replies, you can have, you can take that reply and, and go into a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah. The way, the way I always looked at it was the initial message you sent out exactly what Paul's talking about. Like to make this concise and effective, there is a generic message we're going to send out. Hey, membership, the open is, is completed. 
The next one's coming up in October. And between now and then, if you want to improve those muscle ups, toes to bar, whatever, we have 30 minute skill sessions or a clinic or whatever available. That is the generic message. That's like if it were war in medieval times, that would be like firing a catapult of fucking boulders at the enemy. Versus once you send out that first, you know, brigade of boulders, now it's all hand to hand combat because everyone's response is going to be unique. Oh, well, is it going to cover this question mark? Now you need a unique response for that. You can't have an auto responder bot or whatever taking that question. Ah, I know my shoulder really hurts. So what do you think I should do? Should I sign up? Now you have to take that individual question. Like I think people in micro gyms, they want to, they want to automate more than we really should. We don't have a crazy amount of clients. I don't care if you have 600 clients. It's not that many. It truly is. And if you look at the scope of companies that keep communication pretty well personalized um, and they, they want like a, you know, smart answering technology, they don't want to have to answer the questions. And that's the opportunity to sell everything. I see what you're talking about is that initial boulder attack hit everybody with the generic. And then as the questions come in, now you're taking them as one-off conversations and actually giving personalized responses to each person that are tailored to them to give them the best answer for them, to sell them a thing that is going to be ideal for them, whatever it may be. That's exactly right. Where, so let me ask you this. So if we're talking interpersonal, kind of the, the goal for this, it, my guess would be, my guess is I think as you get people into this and they're enjoying the service, my guess is people are really going to push the prospecting with it. I mean, I'll tell you that is like, that is by far the most value we have with it. I would say from a, um, is communicating with prospects again because the text message you never it's timing there are 86,400 seconds in a day or something like that the odds that when you're talking with a prospect that your email or text hits them at the one second a day when they're on the crapper or they're at a red light or they're not in a meeting or their kid isn't crying hysterically is crazy low so it makes it really convenient for someone to see that and be like oh i'm going to re- i'm going to get back to those guys at urban movement at- later and it just stays as unread and they can go ahead and then hit us up later. I, I'm just a big fan of timing on this stuff in that there is no such thing as a good text message copy or good email newsletter that works or a drip campaign. It's all about the timing of when you get it to somebody. And so we'll try. We'll hit people early in the morning, you know, 6 to 8 a.m. Because if people are lying in bed, what's the first thing you grab when you first wake up in bed? You lie on the ground. You know, you look up at your phone. You hope you don't drop it on your face. And you, have, you fuck around on your phone for a couple minutes. Right, so we'll try early in the morning. We'll try pre-work right before nine a.m. We'll try afternoons. We'll try evenings, and we try these different times. When do we get the best responses from prospects and have conversations with them? And I, so, for you guys, if that was going to be, if you, if even if Fex Push doesn't go that route, what best practices have you guys been seeing from the guys who are currently utilizing this with their in-house communication with their members? But what do you guys see as like good practices for text message communication? Because there are ways to take something like this, a really cool technology, and fuck it up and not do a really good job with it. Um, yeah, so num- number one is just good information. That It, it always goes back to, um, I'm kind of a, a, a fan of Greg Glassman in the old school days of excellence. Sure. Right? That if, if whatever information you're putting out should be excellent information. And if you're just putting out shit just to put out shit, then you're wasting, you're wasting everybody's time, right? Yeah. So um, 
that's the the biggest number one thing for us that that we see is putting out relevant something that people can actually use so like um, the workout of the day isn't obviously easy that's a cool that's a good layup for a lot of these guys when you said yeah. bible verse i also thought about like we are the guy who cleans our gym he writes a quote a motivational quote we have two glass whiteboards on each side of the gym and he writes up a quote every single night on the whiteboard and we don't see it till we come in the next morning and, um, I would, you know, that's another one. Like you could use this to send out a motivational quote with a little bit of context, kind of like a little mini blog post in text message form. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And just, just again, like I'm just looking here at, at the stuff that 77 has sent, um, you know, yesterday they sent seven, 77. Don't forget tonight is week two of our gymnastics course. Class starts at 6 PM. Be there. That's it. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's simple for people that are kind of like, some people forget it's a different time or whatever. It's just, it's quick and, and makes sense and it's easy to follow. Um, and you guys can link out with Owly or something like that, right? Like you guys can put a short link in there. If you're like, Hey guys, we are doing whatever, click the link to learn. Like again, if it's, you want yeah. them to go to a landing page or check out a website or whatever it may be. And that's what I encourage everybody to do should be putting links in for whether it's into your Wattify for a sign up page or just so you can track it gives you the ability then to see, okay, I sent this out to 200 people and 78 or 90 or however many percent actually clicked. And, and it just allows you to follow it through yeah. uh, to, to how effective it is. And then you can start putting together what it, what are you sending that is effective of, Hey, I sent a, a link to a blog post by Eric Cressy on, you know, training kids, right? I sent a link to that and only 30 people clicked on it then you know, okay, there's probably not sending links to other articles and stuff like that isn't so, isn't so interesting to people. But if I send a link to our blog on our member of the month, sure. right, and that got 90, that got a 98, 95% click through. And you know, you start to understand where people, what the, what the content is that your members want, want to see. Let's talk media intact. So I'm a huge fan when I'm coaching someone on uh, a sales process and I talk to them about the digital workflow that I would prefer to see when you're trying to get a lead or a prospect to come into the gym or when you're trying to talk to a current client and get them to purchase an additional service, whatever it may be. A video message is so powerful in my opinion because it is so unusual right now. Every like again, text messaging, like email, just like all good marketing gets ruined by marketing. Like Text message marketing is still young. Like very few people do it. Very, very, very few. And, you know, at some period of time, everyone will be like, our phones will be as, our text messages will be as annoying as emails at a certain time. I guarantee it. If you give your phone number to someone, you're going to be getting spam. You'll be typing stop to messages and unsubscribing from them at, at, at scale. One thing I think that's even more unusual to make your text message excuse me, your communication with a prospect or client unique is a video message. So I'll have a gym, you know, just to record a 20, 15 to 20 second selfie video where it's very generic. It's, Hey, my name's Stu. I'm super excited to get to meet you. Thank you so much for signing up for a consultation. We'll be meeting uh, in the lobby over here. We'll come on out. We'll sit down and we'll talk at the know your goals, your blah, blah, blah. You'll come in here. You'll take a class. And it's just is very basic, the face of the person. So they know who to recognize. And it's just a 15 to 30 second video in and out. And it's just different because one other business sends you a, a video message. 
Very, very few. Um, have you thought about bringing media in and being just like you would with a regular text message? You could upload a picture or upload a video. How much more complicated does that make on the tech side? It's not not so much more complicated. It is it's just really expensive. Sure. Um, it, it's because that's that's kind of the, that's the drawback now for I think a lot of companies with with using text messaging is that it it gets it can get really pricey. Like a, like a company like Scipio is over 200, bu 200 bucks a month yeah. to use. Uh, so we, we built Fext out to be as, as cost effective as possible. Um, being able to send videos and pictures and things like that, that just adds, you know, for like one text. So um, to send a, a text, just a picture, not a video to one person can be, uh, I think it's like five cents. Something yep. like that. So if you've got a, a 500 person membership or even sure. like 100 person, it gets really expensive really quick. So we we haven't put that in. As I would assume, as technology advances and and competition increases, that price is going to get yeah. Get and the workaround, which all you fuckers listening should be doing, you should have a YouTube channel for your gym and you make the video, you upload it to your YouTube channel, and if it's one of these like that you don't want the world to see, you make it as unlisted, but you can still include the link in your text and they could click the link and now the video message loads instead of actually embedding it in the actual text. Yes, it's an extra step. You have to click the link. But as Paul's saying, for a lot of guys, you know, um, like Scipio, for example, we use Scipio for a while and Scipio, I, I may be like $1.99 a month right now or $2.99, whatever it is, it's, it's gotten even more expensive than when we had originally started using it. And the media utilization for that wasn't great either. Like we could attach videos, but only of a certain size and things like that. And it just, and it never rendered well. So even if it was like in 1080, when I recorded it, it would come out in this really crappy, fuzzy 720 rent, you know, uh, resolution kind of thing. And it was, it was still, again, it's still young, right? It, you know, I think you're right as this technology advances and things like that is going to become more and more mainstream. But I'm I'm just I'm a big fan of getting any gym owners to put a camera in front of their face and make content because I truly believe that's the future of doing anything in this world and getting your message out. So you met, you alluded to it. And I know everyone just stopped that was listening was like, oh wait wait, what, how much is it? Like you know where where what is what is your service now currently? I know the the big like the Scipio and the Text Magics are hundreds and hundreds of dollars a month. Yeah, so we're. Yeah, it's based on your membership size of the the Wad Text itself. Is, so we've got two basic prices, one for the WAD text, um, and that's going to be anywhere depending on your membership size. Most gyms are about 150 members, I'm guessing. That's uh, going to be about 14 bucks a month okay. to, send, to send if you program uh, 20 workouts a month. So Monday through Friday, it'll send a text with the workout to all 150 of your members. Um, then the broadcast is a pay-as-you-go. So if you, the it's basically about a penny per text. So a penny per person. So if you've got 150 people, it's a buck 50 to send a text. So you could spend, you send one text a week, it's a dollar 50 a week. And then you can use the interface. Like, so you send that global text message out to everybody and Sally has a bunch of follow-up questions and you and her go back and forth a few times on it. That's just a penny each time you're going back and forth. No, no. That, so, so that, um, we're, we're building that in. So, so right now you would communicate once she responded, you would have, you would text her separately. Got like it. Kinda outside yep. of our, um, we're, that's on our build list yep. is the building. You could have communication from that exact same yeah. number. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's just the one, 
that one price sends to sends to everybody. And if they respond, it's a, it, there's no cost to that. Sure. And you guys, I mean, again, obviously this is from a tech scenario, the, the, it's a young utilization of this technology that you guys are doing. Like I, the fax push, what you're doing now is very young. Um, which is why you're going out and, you know, you meeting with Steve and came, you and me came that we're jamming on this and all that is figuring it out. Um, for any gym owners that are listening that are interested in this or like, again, like I'm, I'm assuming like you, I love what you said in the beginning, you initiated this. You didn't say, I'm going to create a company that's, that does this. You went out and said, I want to solve the problems of the gym owner. That that's again, that's all any good company does. We fix a problem. That's all we all do. We just fix a certain problem. If anyone's listening and like, hey, I currently use text magic or I currently use this thing and here's a problem I have and they want to get in contact and share it with you and they're like, hey, listen, you know, I don't know if you have put this on your idea board or your billboard, but this is something. How, how could someone be able to go in and get in contact? How would they be able to get that over to you? Because here's the thing is anyone who has Scipio, you got a request. Trust me, you are one of fucking 20,000 clients. That's probably even a low number. And your voice is probably not going to be heard. The nice thing and the, the reason I really wanted to do this with you today, um, I think it's really cool. I, I love the idea of a startup. And I love the idea of the, the founders being at the ground level and being able to listen to what the consumer needs and you having that direct fucking touch point. That's the way we all started our gyms and we all had that very direct touch point. If your 19 clients hated that workout or didn't like the way this went, you knew about it and you can make changes like a jet ski, right? Your company isn't so big that it's like turning the Titanic. So how could someone, if someone has like, Hey, listen, I I'm, I'm down with what you're saying. Here's a problem I have and how I would like to be able to communicate with it. How could they get in contact with you? Yeah. Just shoot me an email. It's just Paul. P-A-U-L at Fext, F-E-X-T dot C-O. Awesome. Okay. Fext.co. Um, and if they go to Fext.co, are they, are, do you currently see, is it talking about the nutrition Fext kind of company or is it talking yeah. about Fext Push right now? Yeah. If you go to Fext.co, there's a, there's a tab at the top for Fext Push. Got it. Um, it is, let me just make sure I give you the exact right. Uh, yeah. So it's just, if you go to push.fext.co slash about. Cool. It'll take you to our marketing page and you'll like, uh, after our meeting, the first thing I did is I got home and I grabbed a, uh, a picture of the bottom of the iPhone with the, the phone, the messages and the email with the thousand unread emails. And we got that up on that marketing page. Pretty nice. Quick. Yeah. Because so. that's exactly it. It just, the email. And again, it's e yellow pages listings, even in 2001, were still a thing. Like they have a yellow page listing, but right now, I bet you there'd be some new gym owners I could go to and ask them if they have a yellow page listing in the phone book and they wouldn't even, they would not even really have an idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Like the younger, the younger crowd. I think, I think emails are not going to go away anytime soon, but I think it's going to start being like that. It's at a long enough timeline. Emails like, yeah, whatever. It just, I'm using text. I'm using, you know, Zuckerberg made that announcement a few weeks ago that his true long-term vision for Facebook is more communication driven, not social media. Like it was, we know it today. He sees the entire, what he's creating as more of a communication platform then it will be, you know, this escapism platform, this kind of informational platform. Um, so yeah, I, I think communication and where all that's going is crazy, uh, is crazy interesting. Um, Paul, what else, anything else like for anyone listening, you know, uh, anything else you got for these guys? 
Yeah, I think just, uh, I think for, for any gym size, I think that's another thing that I've kind of run into talking to different gyms is that the smaller they are, they, the less they think they need to, to do this kind of communication with their memberships. Sure. Um, I would say it just even just give it a try for a month and, and see the benefits of communicating and, and getting your word out and, and just that constant touch. Cause it's, I mean, you know, as well as anybody's through that the being, being able to just, and be in front of your members constantly in some, in some fashion keeps them coming to the gym because you're, you're, you become a part of their life. It's not just a, a one hour of their day where they're in and out. It's a, Oh, Hey, here's my workout for today. And then, okay, Hey, well, look, here's, this is what's going on this weekend. Oh, they're having a social event Friday night after the open, or they're doing this, they're doing that. It's always, you're always in front, just slowly, just, and, and not in an offensive way where it's just these annoying emails or, you know, just junk information. It's actual quality stuff you're, you're putting out for them. Um, no matter the membership size. Yeah. It, and I, I know exactly. I, I, as you were saying, as you were literally just saying that I was thinking, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like there's probably someone listening. That's like, ah, eh, I've only got 70 members. I don't need to send them all the wad. They know what it is, or they can go on my website. And, and the point is, is it's not about them knowing what the workout is. It is a brand transaction that occurs before or after or at another time of the day before your typical brand transaction occurs, which is them coming to the class, right? The second somebody walks into a closet and selects the Urban Movement shirt and decides to wear that, that is a brand transaction. They get a text message from Urban Movement. That is a brand transaction. You know, they go ahead and they, they stop at the grocery store on their way to the gym and they pick up a bang because they need a little bit of energy before the workout. They are making that decision based on their association with your service. That is a brand, that's again, you being in their head multiple times in a day. And essentially that's what Paul's talking about here is making yourself, everyone, this cliche thing, which I just hope fucking dies. I'm so tired of reading it. The best hour of your day, right? And it's a great line. It just, when everyone uses it, that's just when things annoy me. But um, <laughs> you need to be relative to your, if you really, really, really want to be relative, you cannot be just relative for one hour of the day. You will go out of business if you're focusing on one out of 24. You need these individuals having brand transactions with you and brand happens in between the ears. It just means they're thinking of you. It doesn't mean they're actually even doing anything. And that's what I think you're old school. Like I, we used to go to CrossFit.com and go to that page. And not only did we watch the workout, Paul, what did we do afterwards and spend 15 minutes on looking at everyone's scores? Yep. What did James Fitzgerald do? What did Dutch Lowry do? What did fucking Greg Amundsen do? I'm dropping some old names and get for you young for you young kids that might not that you don't remember any of these guys, um, and, and that was that was the thing is what did all these guys? And then you'd want to see the comments just like a Facebook post. Most people that click on a Facebook post that has fifty thousand views and four hundred comments, they're just there for the comments. They want to see the conversation that happens about it. And that, again, that's another brand transaction for that company that made the post. How long are people thinking and talking and doing this? So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I get it 100%. Like the, the, one of the things we talked with, uh, there's a number of gyms now do, because like the big thing for CrossFit for so long was the unknown unknowable. They didn't mm -hmm. want people to know the workout in advance and, and all that kind of nonsense. And now what you're seeing is gyms are more and more putting out, like they'll do like a sneak peek 
and they'll put out on Sunday night on Instagram, all the workouts for that week. And, and that's the kickback. Like I'll talk to a lot of gyms and they're like, Oh, well we give everybody a sneak peek. So they know what the workouts are. And it's, it's, it's not about knowing what the workouts are so much as it is that you're, you know, Sunday night or Tuesday night or Thursday night, they're getting a text from you with the workout and it puts it in their mind. Oh, that's right. This is what the workout is. If nobody's going to remember when you send a, a Instagram post of what the workouts are on Sunday yeah. for the entire week, when they're sitting Thursday night, they're not going to remember what Friday's workout was. And I'm, when they get text, it's back in front of them. And again, they're thinking about urban movement. It's yeah. okay. Oh, urban movement Thursday night at 8 PM or 7 30 PM, whatever time you set to send a text, yep. they're thinking about your brand. And I'm going to back this up. Cause I am, we're, you know, we started doing the hashtag sneak peek where we do an Instagram story and it's just a quick six second or so clip of all the movements they can look forward to the next day. And let me tell all you guys that is not a replacement for what me and Paul are talking about that. What we're talking about again, it, again, you guys, people that do that think like, you literally, if you know what impressions and reach organically are like your Instagram post is not reaching 50% of your members. You'd be lucky if your Instagram post is reaching 30% of your members right now, realistically, like organic reach is still available on Instagram, but it's not going to be for long. Your text message will be consumed. If the information, here's a cool thing. We were talking about relative information. How cool would a little drip campaign be where at 6 a.m., the wad goes out or 5 a.m., whatever it is. That way when people wake up, they can see what the workout. And then halfway during the day at the same time every day, because consistency with messaging, in my opinion, is key. At the same time every day is the dose response. It is the coaches saying, all right, guys, so you've seen what the workout is. Now here's what we're looking for you to get out of it. We're looking for this workout to be really aerobic or really endurance-based, or we want it to be more muscular endurance or absolute strength or whatever. And you give like a good little dose response and people like, oh, okay, that, that, okay, I see the workout in a different light now. And then maybe right before the gym hours and evening start goes the last one. It talks maybe about strategy. One of our tips that we recommend is kind of breaking up the reps of this and tackling this like this way or whatever. And now you have this cool little drip campaign that is not garbage. It is legit, awesome, valuable information because how many of you gym owners spend seven minutes at the whiteboard talking about the workout, what the workout is, what the dose response is, how you should tackle it. You could expedite that process have people standing around less, which I'm a huge fan of in, in, uh, for a class thing. And it's like, hey, okay, you guys got the message. You kind of got an idea. All right, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think you could have a really cool daily drip where you're peeling these layers of that workout of the day and people would read them because what the workout is, the dose response, and then the strategy of the workout is something that would interest everybody. How many motherfuckers watch 19.5 strategy videos, seven of them, before tackling that workout? A lot. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of merit in it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Um, cool. Paul, thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate it. I'm going to include all of Paul's contact information, the link to fax push and all that in the show notes. You guys can go ahead down there. Um, brother, thank you so much for coming on today. Awesome, dude. I appreciate it, man. I hope, uh, I love the information you're putting out. I think, uh, it's, it's super valuable for gym owners. I, I really hope that that these, these guys are, are paying attention to it and, and not just, not just listening to it, but actually putting some stuff into action. Cause there's, trust me, as a, as a guy that, that I, we built a successful gym that was profitable and man, we, we did almost everything that, that you talk about. It's uh, it's, it's, it's gold. The, the information you're giving out is, is valuable stuff. So put it, put it to work.
Awesome, brother. Thank you so much. I appreciate that.